Hi, welcome back to another episode of BS with Bella, and I'm with Gina. Hi. Gina, welcome back to the pod. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. On today's episode is a little different than my other episodes of just interviewing someone and kind of just rambling. On this episode, we're going to be talking about things we've learned and and still learning in our early adult life or early 20s. So I created a list of questions of different situations and different topics about young adulthood that me and Gina will be talking about and kind of answering through our own experience, you could say. Mm -hmm. So let's go. (laughs) This one's about building healthy relationships and friendships overall. So how would you define a healthy friendship and a relationship Um, in your opinion? I would say friendship-wise, a big thing for me is someone that is just always, I guess in a relationship too, always there for you. Yeah. Through good, bad, and different, someone that's just going to stick by you um, no matter what. Um, So that's what I would say for both. I think friendship and relationship is one thing. For me, I feel like it's honesty between both parties is like my... I don't like to be lied to. I like to be very, like, transparent with your friendships and even relationships. Like, if uh, you put someone in a situation and you were treated that way or they treated you that way, you both wouldn't like it. So I like to be, like, treat people the way you would be treated. And I think also loyalty is, like, my biggest thing Mm -hmm. is honest and loyalty because loyalty is everything. Like, if you aren't loyal to someone where – someone is picking on someone one of your friends or something's happening to one of your friends and you do not want to like beat someone up then like yeah. you're not loyal i feel like loyalty and honesty is like by far like my uh, yeah define i agree i agree what are some red flags in a friendship and relationship mm-hmm. i feel like there is a lot when it comes to red flags um i'll well i'll do friendship first i think this kind of in a way can piggyback off the first um question it's a good thing but yet a bad thing a red Mm -hmm. flag with a friendship would be always I don't know how to properly word this always assuming that because you're really good friends they're gonna have your back but not call you out if that makes sense yes like a real friend calls you on your shit I've had yeah I've had friends that I loved and respected but you know if I didn't agree with something that they did and I told them my opinion they would like get mad and be like well you're supposed to be my friend you're supposed to agree with me but like in if reality you're, if you're giving if you're asking for my opinion and I'm gonna give a you real my friend, opinion your, the real friend gives you reality in the face if yeah. you don't give reality in the face of your real friend and you diddly dally around their circle just to make them feel better about a situation then you're not then it's not real friendship you're just being yeah they can conf- they confuse loyalty yeah. with just constantly picking your side but it's like if you if you're doing something wrong i'm gonna tell you belly yeah. you're doing something wrong. and there's and been times where and we've, we've both, both told you yeah. yeah and i feel like with the relationship my red flag is it's not having a girl best friend is my problem it's the girl best friend that tries to pretend she's one of the boys is one of my biggest the girl best biggest pet peeve Mm -hmm. and people would make me sound crazy but when i tell you i've had an experience like that before the girl that pretends to be everyone's like boyfriend's friend is this is the one that is secretly wanting to get with them i'm sorry just or she has gotten with them red flag right off the bat i don't care like you're telling me she's just a friend you know damn well that you got feelings for her and that's okay just just tell, then just break it off. 
My red flag is the best friend thing. The girl best friend. Or if they like don't, oh God, they they think that because they're the girl best friend yeah. that like oh they're God, so supportive. They're so supportive of your relationship and it's like, no, you actually don't respect it no, at all. No, you don't all. respect it at all because if you respect it, then you, you, you know there'd be certain boundaries that you don't cross. And I feel like that's a red flag in a relationship with me is right off the bat is you're allowed to be friends with girls like do not get me wrong like do not get these words twisted and I feel like it is such a category that people are like so ready to jump the gun like like even guys you can't I can't have girl best friend no that's not that's that's not not what I'm saying it's the girl best friend that pretends to be everyone's friend and then friends everyone's boyfriends that's the one that's weird or hanging out with you until two o'clock in the morning that's my red flag Period. Also, just like I feel like another red flag in a relationship, not in any, no, I don't have any red flags in my relationship, but I'm just saying, past is always the one that you catch them in the smallest lies. And then mm-hmm. over time, it's like lie after lie after lie mm-hmm. after lie. So it's like you're almost like, what's well, the truth? Or like not even saying, friendships, too. Yeah, like, or even not saying anything is just as bad as lying. Yes. Like, uh, like, oh, well, I didn't tell you. It's like, okay, well, but that why makes wouldn't it ten times me? worse. Why wouldn't you if tell me? If you would have just told me. That's okay. Then I wouldn't have me. overthought things. and. Yeah, that's okay you didn't tell me. I just, just tell me. Um, how can you establish, a, how do you establish and communicate a healthy boundary in a relationship? So I feel like if you, right off the bat, is like, you don't need, just tell me what you're doing. I feel like communication is really key. Mm-hmm. when it comes into a relationship and I like I always tell my boyfriend I'm like if you gotta go do something like just tell me you gotta go do something then just like the whole leave me on red for two hours and sometimes accidentally I do that when I'm like just busy but <laughs> it, like I feel like communication is really key especially now that I'm in a long distance relationship that's mm-hmm. like even more important is definitely communication and I feel like you just have to talk to your partner and friendship too I'm gonna have to we're all gonna have to do friendship long distance yeah yeah I definitely communication I remember seeing this thing um I forget what it was but it was someone talking about a boundary that they had with their boyfriend significant other yeah and um they weren't seeing eye to eye on it and she was like well why can't you just understand that where I'm coming this is where I'm coming from and so she worded it this way and I think it is really important if someone were to get into a relationship and they were like i personally want to wait to have sex until marriage Mm -hmm. that's a boundary i have if you respect Respect that and want to do it then you'll be in the relationship with them if not you'll be like i'm sorry i want to go with someone else so if someone's like my boundary is a b and c and they can't do it then it's like if that you need to establish sense. that communication. You have to just, like, talk about it. And if you don't, like, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. But go date someone with... Who you. will respect your boundaries. Yeah. Like, my boundaries is just honesty. Just tell me what you're doing. Tell me... You don't need to tell me exactly every single conversation you have with this person, this person, this person. Just tell me what you're doing. And I'll be like, okay, have fun. Talk yeah. to you later. Yeah. How do you navigate... This is a, a question I thought was really interesting that I came up with. How do you navigate a conflict or disagreement with a friendship and a relationship? Because I feel like this is really hard is when it comes to friendship is that when you totally disagree with someone, depending on what it is, it can get a little heated. Like, yeah. not... I don't want to say politics, but like something of a situation of some sort. Like, this person believes in this and you believe in that. I'll give an example of just one I have in my head. 
your friend believes in not tipping and you believe in tipping can but, you guys tell she's a server <laughs> <laughs> but i mean in her situation it's like how do you navigate and then a disagreement if it gets so heated i feel like i feel like to me it's like walk away if I disagree with someone and it's not getting and it's becoming more like tone is starting to get nasty with each other over something, I just walk away and then it calms down. And I feel like with my friendships that are healthy and when we do have disagreements, we do just walk away from each other, even if it's in the same house. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll go out together. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I am bad with conflict friend-wise and relationship-wise. It's just because it's something that's uncomfortable. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone can truthfully sit and say, like, oh, I'm, I'm more confrontation than I'm more confrontational than you are, for sure. Yeah, like I am a, I'm a little – I tend to shut down. I've been working on getting better at it um, <laughs> and trying to speak my mind. But that's okay even if you shut down because it's – sometimes there's, like, conversations that are – better off like one party not even talking and let letting the other party just speak its mind yeah and I think it also I take every person and situation at hand I try to I try to be you know diplomatic and think of both sides so depending on the friend like you and I if something's wrong I have and you have as well we'll like yell at each other and we, then i feel like the, but again that's like what and we, then but, but then it's, we'll, it's not like a going back too much it's like we'll just give each other a little bit of an attitude separate <laughs> we'll se- separate take we'll time to cool like, off and then we'll come back and be like i'm sorry and then we'll be like i'm sorry someone else i might tend to um like a friendly more like acquaintance type of person i'd, I'd more i'd kind of would shut down and then i mean relationship wise i do try my best to be more open and talk to my boyfriend about things but sometimes if I do get upset I I do tend to get a little quiet and then yeah I I'm so really different I do have a thing that I could say I could work on is when I get mad about a situation I will ramble and curse and scream like a truck driver and I just I don't scream I'm more like my tone gets really high yeah there's just a high pitch like the high pitch tone in my face gets red but it's nothing like I'm never really angry at my friends it's more like I I try to I'm not a great when it comes to situations I'm not a great defender because I have like so many thoughts and points going through my head that I'm trying to tell that person and sometimes I don't make sense and I have to like take a second to recollect my thoughts I do that with my parents like I when I get in trouble for something like I will be like this this and this this is the reason why I did I did what I did but I don't get to that point because I ramble and I'm like I just over speak my words without thinking Mm -hmm. so I think even with a relationship when I navigate a conflict I try to I try to just to say my piece and you know what sometimes it's better to go to bed angry than it is to fight and i've learned that sometimes they say never go to bed angry but sometimes it's better off like just sleeping it away and then waking up in the morning and be like eh, we were drunk and being stupid like yeah i i personally am one of those that's like oh don't go to bed angry but i have done it because sometimes it really just when you wake up in the morning you're like why was i doing what i was why doing? was i thinking that or why was i being so dramatic like you do truly need time but i do not like going to bed angry yeah I guess I could say is I don't like to go to bed angry but I'm more so like like say our peace and be over and I feel like 
I'll have any major fights in my relationship, thank God, and praise the Lord that we don't fight, like, my past relationships. Everything's mm, great, tea. but, like, when there is situations, I just am like, all right, let's just say what we have to say now, and we'll talk in the morning once, you know, because most of the time that you do get into little bickers, it's over stupid things when you're drunk. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's never really, really sober things other than my – Turn left, you missed the exit. Like, things like that for me. So, <laughs> I think just more the fact is, like, I like to go to bed. I'm not angry, but, like, you know, sometimes it's better off just to be. Say I, your piece and move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How can you maintain a sense of individuality and independence while being committed? Individuality. Individuality. How? Um, <laughs> I think. It's a big word for me right now. I think it's. It's doing your own thing. I, I think, like. yeah, it's, I definitely think it's doing your own thing. I mean, for me and my boyfriend, um, we both have two, we're both in separate friend groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do, like, obviously. You do you guys your own thing. But. We, we, yeah, like, we have our own separate friends, but we obviously are all friends. So I think it's, like, nice to, you know kind of have that little bit of separation and i think it's better off to be separated most of the times that couples are with each other 24 7 I'm in college i feel like in college couples are with each other 24 7 uh you know 24 hours of the day all together like seven days a week it never works it really never works yeah, my mom always calls that um oh you guys are just playing house like, yeah it's not a relationship it doesn't work like even if you like what I do is, like, me and my boyfriend and I, all my friends can attest to this is that I don't go out with him. I've, only when we're going out for birthdays or an event or we get cabs, I'm always with my girlfriends. I go out with my girlfriends because, you know, like, when and so I'm done with college and I pursue my relationship after that there are times for us to go out together. But in college, I feel like if you're with your significant other and not being independent in some ways, you just don't work. Like going to the store by yourself or getting going to work, like having a job in college. Some people don't get jobs in college because they want to be with their boyfriends or sleeping together every night. I feel like sleeping together every night just to, like sometimes it's better off just to sleep alone and get your shit done. Like, mm-hmm. and I attest to that too. Like I just feel like that's what worked for me, but sometimes it works for people. Who- yeah, for me, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I. I do go out with, like, my girlfriends when it's, like, a girl's night type Mm -hmm. thing. But I don't think I ever really go out unless I'm with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And we do sleep together every night. But I think we also give each other time that during the semester. Yeah, you're not with him during the day, though. during the day, like, during the semester, I would go to class. He would go to class. Uh, If we wanted to do something during the day, we'd maybe grab food or go to the gym. But other than that, we'd kind of give each other the day. And then, because then it's nice at nighttime, then we have something to talk about and recap our day. And then you're just, like, then not talking into space while you're, you two are staring at each other and being like, we spent the whole day together. We didn't, like... Yeah, hey. and now that it's summer, like, he works, I work, so we still have the separation. But then we'll make time to do things together. So I think it depends on the dynamic of who you are because I... This is going to sound very cheesy (laughs) but I could hang out with him all day every day and not get tired of him but I think so can I I I can do that too I just choose that so we are I feel like a lot with each other but then at the same time we definitely give see totally two different relationships I can spend the day with my wife and I 
It's not that I, I do choose not to, but it's like he also likes his independence and I like mine. So I feel like that works. How do you handle a toxic friendship or relationships? And what are the steps do you do to take? I feel like if the friendship is toxic, you'll walk away. I had some situations in high school. Unfortunately, as much as I had a past with these, this one girl, two girl, whoever it is, sometimes it's better off not to hang out with each other a lot. And when you get home from college, you talk and hang out, and that's pretty much it. You have, I feel like in high school, too, I had to walk away from friendships that I thought were there. And I was giving it my all, but they weren't. And I feel like when it's so toxic, it gets to the point that people just literally climb for clout or climb for a reputation, and they're willing to take anyone out. I feel like that's just like, you just got to step away. Yeah, I have lost some friends due to, like, instances. But then there have been friends that I've lost because I've just chosen to, like, not be friends with them. Yeah. I just, you know, you, everyone grows. And some people I feel like that well, I... Well, a certain way that you just don't agree with sometimes. Yeah. So I've definitely, I think, kind of distanced myself. I mean, there have been friends that, you know, we've gotten to disagreements with or, you know, have bullied people. And that kind of thing is like a situation where I have an excuse to, like, leave because I don't agree <laughs> with that. But then there's yeah. other times where it's just like I just think we're outgrowing each other and those I've kind of just slowly yeah. but surely drifted away from them. Even with toxic relationships, you got to get out. You got to walk away. Sometimes it's better off to walk away. And I know it's hard to walk away, and I've been in a few, and so, and I am lucky to, in the moment, it was the end of the world, but later down the line, you look at it and you're like, damn, I dodged a bullet. Friendship-wise, <laughs> I feel like it's a little, for me, it's a little subtle. You, you know, yeah. don't hang out with them as much, and then you leave the group chat, and you do, like, little <laughs> things like that. Leave. It's like a relationship, and it's a toxic relationship, like, you don't talk to them you don't yeah like, just don't cut it off girl to them. Them. sometimes better off to cut a girl off too yeah it's better off yeah. now being in our 20s early 20s body i feel like being girls body images and like being yourself is always kind of the main topic and i feel like it's a lot of relatable i've seen it on tiktok of Nutrition and diet. So we're going to get into those types of questions. What are some social pressures or beauty standards that impact your body image? Social media, by far, I think has always been a struggle. Personally with me, um, I have looked at a lot of people and thought I could wear the same clothes that they can. And in reality, I can't. And it's okay. Um, Definitely in high school, I definitely kind of had a problem with um, I kind of still have a hard relationship with foods, not so to the point where it's an issue. It's more the fact that I try to navigate a healthy lifestyle in college, but sometimes it's hard. So I feel like my some social pressures is definitely not being a size zero, um, especially if you look at my mom, you look at me. My mom is very petite, and I'm not. So it definitely, like, you know, shopping in different sizes, like, was growing up was kind of hard because you don't you don't understand and I feel like social media has taken over our generation especially mm-hmm. now that you have to look like a certain image and luckily now 
2022 and 2023 are growing into that you don't need to be a plus size zero. Yeah, I agree. Social media has a huge impact. Me, I, growing up, honestly, thank goodness, I wasn't allowed to have social media until I was... <laughs> you, you were one of those kids. In high school, so I didn't get a social media, like, Instagram until I was, like, 17 years old. Like, I was yeah, old. Yeah, Gina was, like, past the trends. I was very old when I got social media, and I see how it affects me now as a 22-year-old, only having it for a short amount of time, so I can only imagine how... I would feel if I had it longer, like a lot of people did when they yeah. were way younger. For me, I feel like a lot of um, body things, I always was petite. I always was small framed. My, yeah. You know, I always was tiny. I also danced. So I always was in a leotard and tights and making sure that, you, you know, looked the best. You I looked fine. But I was very active, and I was young and healthy. So I would eat whatever I want. I would mm-hmm. eat, like, a Twinkie and not so, worry so about it. So would I. I was, like, working out because in high school. Because I would go to dance, and then I... Because you're playing all these sports, had, too. Yeah, had a fast metabolism and all this stuff. Now I am older, and I'm not, you know, 16 anymore, and I can't eat a Twinkie, and it just will go away. <laughs> I still Twinkie. am a petite girl, but um, I think that... When I was younger, my body image things would, I was yeah. dance wise, just because I would stare at myself in a mirror all the time. So I wanted to make sure I always looked good because I was always staring at myself. Yeah. Uh, but as I'm older now, um, definitely social media is what impacts. I think my social body media image. is definitely the top of what is the pressure of how people should look. And sometimes it's better off just not giving a shit. Yeah. What are some tips or strategies? That you've done or we've done to help our self-image. I think, honestly, is knowing. I think what made me accept the size. Yes, can I always work out and look a little better? Yes. There's always, to me, there's always the room to, I could always, oh, do this or do that. But I think my biggest takeaway was that it's okay that some shirts don't fit me. That, like, freshman year to now, it's okay that some shirts don't look or fit the same than they used to because I was also, like, 19 and now I'm 21. So it, I've learned that it's okay that some things don't look like how they used to be and also dressing more maturely can sometimes fit your body and make you look better. So I feel like it's okay that if I give you a shirt that doesn't look good, it looks good on you mm-hmm. to know that. It's okay that it doesn't look good on me. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest strategy to, you know, grow as a person with this topic, for sure. I grew up, I don't even know why, because I always had support from my family and friends and everything. I grew up so insecure. Like, the most insecure. I still, so did I. I, I feel like everyone secretly I really still did, do no matter how they came off. a lot of insecurities, but I definitely am, have a better grip on handling them. But I was the most insecure person ever. I thought that I was so ugly when I was little, and I would wear pounds of my This girl. And I would dress up every single day and do my hair and fry my hair and straighten it every day when my hair's actually curly. And yeah. To all make, that yep. kind of stuff. Um <laughs> insane and i mean and for what for a bunch of girls for people that, that didn't care that don't care and like 
realistically I was making myself look worse because now the thought of like putting on makeup I have some makeup on right now and I cannot wait to finish this so I can wipe take it, it off. off and I yeah I like, feel I'm like more comfortable now in without, my own skin so am I makeup on than I am with it because I'm just so used to don't pardon my French not giving a fuck that I just wear like I just don't wear makeup I don't have anyone to impress I think that as I've gotten older I like how I look and and I'll present when I need to present another thing this is great advice I actually heard this from my therapist but I know that there's so many um quotes and everything about this like on social media um comparing beauty one thing about me is I compare beauty a lot my body so do I my just everything um and she told me that you know what's something you like love i love the beach hence why i wanted to come to south carolina and i've always lived by the beach Beach babes beach girl beach whales i love the beach so she was like what do you think is this something that's really beautiful and i was like the beach and she was like okay well what makes up the beach and i was like well there's the ocean that's beautiful you know there's the sky and she was like okay so is the ocean and the sky the same thing no but they're both beautiful in their own way but you don't compare them they just oh. are both beautiful in their own way. I didn't even think of it. It's like not that. that the sky is prettier than the ocean. It's just or everyone. The prettier than the it's sky. just it's everyone else different is different. Kinds of beauty that there's no one right way of beauty, and everyone has beauty. And I think that knocks one of my questions: Why is being yourself so important? Is because if you're not yourself, you're living in a lie to yeah. me. And your body positivity, like. I know, it's so cliche, like, the body, I feel like the word body positively, like, when people talk about it, it's like, oh, like, act with, like, you know, like, I feel like there's a lot of political meaning behind it, but I feel like it does intertwine with mental health, is I feel like if you don't accept yourself, then your mental health isn't great, and I think that's definitely, they both intertwine with each other. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, I last year was in a very bad spot mentally and not even realizing it created a problem with my weight that I didn't even intend on happening and it was just because I was so upset with things going on in my life and with myself and I just didn't have the best mental health that I thus took it out on myself and sometimes people who go through that situation we did talk to Gina about it one point about what she was going through and sometimes it's hard for people to see it like sometimes it just takes a while for people to be like I have a like I like I'm going through shit like sometimes it takes a little bit like to accept the situation and there's also like the differences too like a lot of people think of body positivity me being overweight yeah but there's also the thing that like I had a bad relationship with food and didn't eat and I knew that I wasn't taking care of myself but then me being so skinny made me upset because I was like now I look you look so much better than last year I don't look good and now I look too skinny and I look bony and then there's the jokes about that so like people think that it's just an overweight thing but anyone at any weight body shape yeah can have some self-esteem body dysmorphia for definitely sure. sure yeah and that kind of ties in this mental health route why is it so important to have conversations about mental health i think being girls in society is hard like especially now i don't know how to quite wrap my head around the fact the idea that a lot of things that 
jobs do are very male dominant and it's a and I just feel like girls in society right now it's really important to mental health even guys like mental health I feel like wasn't shined upon until a few years ago mm-hmm. you could say and I think it's important to have these conversations because people go through stuff like I sometimes I will go to my friends and I will say I'm so scared for the future because I have a problem with where I fixate on my future after college. They're all gone and they're all like, we we just graduated and we don't know what's going on. And for me, I have a problem. Like my mental health is my is working. Like that's all I know is like I get so wrapped up about making money and finding a job and making this my career that sometimes I break down because I love doing this and I think it affects my mental health and I think it's important to have conversations with friends and family about it because then there are steps to improve your mental health and I feel like you don't talk about it you're in this deep hole that you can't dig yourself out yeah a few knew me a bit ago um literally insane like going out and just making the stupidest decisions and doing the dumbest things and not talking to anyone and just not getting help and bottling everything in yeah honestly self-sabotaging but at the time I thought it would make myself better is just like ridiculous because looking at myself now mind you it took me so long so and I still work on it every day but now it's like I go you can keep going the camera will stop for a second um, now I go to therapy. Now I, you know, take proper medication. I have great relationships in my life. Like everything now is starting to align. So, but so I think it is very important um, to just always, you know, talk about things that um, are important are important to you and going on because um, you never know. And that it's important. How? It says, how do personal experiences shape or understanding of mental health? Um, of mental health, sorry, or mental health. I feel like your personal experiences, you learn. Mm-hmm. And you learn what's going on, and you learn, hey, this isn't okay. I need to, like, figure out stuff. And it's okay to not know what's going on and be so anxious because I feel like People are, like, when you're grown up, it's like, well, you got to get your shit together. Well, I'm still learning to get my shit together. And I feel like that's what makes mental health in your 20s so important to figure out because you're going through so much change. You graduate college. You get a job. You move into a new city. You pay off student loans. Like, mental health, I feel like, right now in your early 20s or even in your late 20s is, like, such a prime time to figure it out. And I think... To like figure it out, but to treat what's going on or address the situation. Because I feel like everyone's like living your 20s. But like, again, there's a lot of more shit that's going on in your 20s than anywhere else. It's a very, very big um, time in your life for change, which is the most exciting thing ever, but also the most scary thing ever. Um, I mean, I just graduated and I was saying to my friends, Bella included, that I feel like this last month of school was the most fun I had graduation I had formals I had this I had that but at the same time I couldn't even enjoy it because I was so so worried about 
finishing class and graduating and finding an internship and finding a job and when do I have to move out of this house and do I go back home do I do this and like I couldn't enjoy my last bits of college as much as I wanted to because I was so stressed out and anxious and things like that so and how do relationships or social connections impact mental health I think if you're not honest with your friends or honest with your significant other on what the hell is going on I feel like it could damage your relationship and it could damage your friendship. I mean, I've had conversations, especially with my boyfriend, on things that I'm anxious about or things that I'm worried about in my life. And he's told me the same. And, you know, like everyone struggles with mental health. And no matter if you're a guy, and I've had a podcast episode about it, that there is this persona that guys can't cry. And I think that's so that, silly. But like right now, it's it's important that mental health is addressed. And I feel like it, you need to tell your significant other and you to re, like you know maybe then you gotta go to therapy together. Maybe you gotta do a couples therapy. You gotta do what you gotta do. You yeah, know, if you do not have good relationships in your life, that affects your mental health significantly. I yeah, mean, friendship wise, in general, like in high school, I did not have the best relationship with some girls, mm-hmm. and me either. It affected me so much like very very bad came to college whatever boys you know you have a bad relationship with boys and then that just fucking oh sorry no i forgot i can (laughs) i'm allowed to curse on here um that definitely makes it 10 times worse yeah now i think that i have all the friends that i need i don't need a lot i just have a few really great ones and I have my boyfriend, and our relationship is great. Mm-hmm. And I have my family, and we're great. Now that I have, like, a good group of support and love, everything in my life and my mental yeah. state is better. And I think, too, in high school I went through the same stuff, is that my friendships were on and off. I was go- Everyone was going through change, and there was a lot of things I went through, and I think that's what shaped me into what's going on. And especially I just feel like, Mental health is just such an overall broad topic that is crazy. And it's okay to be to get therapy. Me and Dana both have gotten therapy. Well, I still go to my therapist. I will text mine here and there. I <laughs> love her. I don't know if I can disclose her name. But she honestly is like the best thing ever. As I mentioned earlier on the podcast, I would bottle my feelings. I hated talking about it. Yep. I wouldn't talk to my friends about it. Yep. I would just lock myself in my room and not talk to anyone, not talk to my family. And I was kind of forced, obviously I'm an adult, but I was kind of forced by my family to go see a therapist. First day I went there, I told her, I sat down in the chair and I was like, just so you know, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to you. And I really like, this is the last thing. This is not what I'm going to do. My therapist was like, okay. She probably thought that I was a ray of fucking sunshine. And, (laughs) but now after going, I can't imagine not going to see her. Like I haven't gone to see her in like two weeks because I've been so busy with work and my internship and everything. And then you're going to go see her. That now I'm like looking forward to going because I just, it's just so good. And I don't think there's anything that anyone should be embarrassed about male or female like seeing a therapist or even using your friends as a therapist your parents yeah like there's nothing wrong with talking about things with people it really does help a crap ton and also too it's like your mental health can be affected also not only just kind of being mean to people too it's like i feel like what in high school like i started youtube and i did get bullied a lot for it i got bullied and i feel like like you just don't know what people are going through so just be nice just yeah. be nice to people you have no idea who are going through every day mm-hmm. and that kind of leads into healthy living 
for students, for us students being navigating a healthy lifestyle, how can students navigate challenges of maintaining a healthy lifestyle while being in school? I don't know really much how to answer this question because I'm still working on my relationship with the gym. And I think that is something I need to work on is that I have a, an anxiety problem with the gym is that I will go to the gym and try to do what I know and then I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm doing too much or people are staring at me or people are looking at me because I don't know how to work certain machines. So I feel like I'm still learning a healthy lifestyle when it comes to that. And that's something I'm improving on mm-hmm. for sure. I didn't start going to I used to not like going to the gym um I kind of was forced to through my doctors being like girl you need to start eating more and working out so um I kind of did it because I was forced to um more so Mm -hmm. and same thing I mean there would not be a day where I would go to the gym and not go in the locker room and cry afterwards I was very anxious because same thing I thought people were staring at me I didn't know what I was doing I looked like this string bean and everyone's all buff and knows what they're doing and I have no idea what's going on and then I would eat a lot and then that would just you know it became a huge thing it took a, wa- a while, a long yep. time, but now I kind of got over that hump and I love going to the gym. I think it's a great way to get my stress and anxiety out. I always feel better afterwards. I feel healthier For after. sure. Um, and it honestly helped my relationship with food. I mean, I would have to cross out calories because I wouldn't eat something if it, you know. Yeah, like I feel like, like that. I need to get better with so that. So now if I go to the gym, I mean, this is probably still not the best, but if I go to the gym and I, I do a really great workout, I'm like, okay, well, because I had, did a really great workout, now I'm going to go and eat this, this, and this <laughs> because I deserve it. And I just Well, if you work out, then you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, and I mean, I don't pay attention to calories. I don't pay attention to what I eat. I eat mm-hmm. what I want. I do what I want. And... Could my body? That's be, how you stay motivated. Yeah, it's could like, my body be better? Yes. And there, everyone can be better. But another thing that my therapist tells me is that there's a difference between like improving and perfection. Yeah. Perfection is not attainable. Nope. So like I can obviously always improve and be eating healthier, but like I'm never going to look perfect. So I might as well just eat whatever the hell I want and yeah. work out and figure it out along the way. Yeah. Um, does Freshman 15 exist? I feel like I've had a personal experience with freshman 15 is that to me it, it has existed. I have seen a change, but also however I am growing into yeah. a woman. So it's a very weird time for sure yeah. that you deal with. Um I don't think I necessarily again like I am a petite individual. I don't think I necessarily got the freshman 15. Mine was like the sophomore 15 because that was when I was it was during COVID and I really couldn't do anything but sophomore 15 sit in my apartment and just like eat and drink um but even still I don't think I gained too much weight but um I I definitely think it is a thing but it's also not because like again like you just said you your body is changing you are not going to look the same way you looked when you graduated no, high school. you're not gonna look the I same way you my, looked when you graduated high school yeah you're i have my college it. graduation picture and i was scrolling back to look at my high school graduation picture and i young. look insanely different so there's no way that the freshman 15 is like it's not a bad thing your body you're just getting more mature how do you drink healthy in college i feel like i have kind of mastered this a little bit 
I will drink a Moscow Mule or a vodka soda with yes. lime juice. Do not do the definitely don't do like the, the sugar drinks, like the uh, I don't know vodka sours, the orange crushes. I feel like there's always a healthier route that you can do. It's okay to have those like here and there, but I feel like you can make drinking healthy. And I definitely didn't. I definitely came to college and I didn't know that. Yeah, I definitely did you not know? know that either. I would just rip fireball shots and drink, like, sangria after each other. Like, the most random <laughs> shit. Um, now I like to get tequila waters with lime juice. Oh, but don't knock it till you try a good green four loco. <laughs> I love our four locos. I will still drink those. And, again, Be I, think, proud of I them. think this goes back to my food thing. I There was a time in this year specifically when I was like really on my health kick that I the only thing I would drink was tequila waters with lime juice because I wanted to be healthy blah blah now I don't care what I eat and put in my body so am I putting battery acid in absolutely yes, but I'm absolutely. gonna drink a four loco if I want to it'll give you a mean hangover though but well during this video I will be putting my logo because my camera does overheat after a certain amount of time it's been doing this I don't know for like two weeks now so if you see our interview cut back and forth that is why and I'm a college girl on a budget with this podcast. Yeah. But Gina, thank you so, so, so much for coming onto the pod. Thanks for having me. And I love we'll it. Tune, see you guys next week. Make sure to click the button up the bell above and subscribe and like this video because you know you never want to miss another episode. Like, so, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.